Hello and welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host Cody Mori, and very interesting, scary things going on. That I mean, haven't we just been bombarded as a country um, and as as people in general with just one piece of corruption, one lie after another, starting with the way. Uh, over-fabricated, over-estimated coronavirus and continuing right into Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the riots and pulling back that, that lever, that pendulum, swinging it to the left as far as possible, knowing, as we've said, that it'll swing back the other way. And that's what we did see in the election. We saw a lot of seats that were originally supposed to be surefire wins for Democrats, good Republicans. And now we see what's going on with the presidential election, which they've claimed at this point that Joe Biden has won. However, um, there's certainly some cause for concern on election fraud that that's been going on in a, in a number of states uh, with legitimate claims with legitimate claims and the questions that people have in regards to this is you know you know does for some people this this makes Donald Trump a bona fide he was a legitimate president that's what they'll say others will say that well no this is all part of this this uh, this circus that we're seeing and um, this is all part of the plan and if you think about it if they keep if if this is a stolen election which I believe it is I believe it is hands down actually a stolen election um, then they're going to continue to push people over into the other side they're gonna push people from the left to the right and you'll see the book of Daniel, let's just go there real quick so we can see what we are told will happen. And folks, remember, and I've said I understand why people are pro-Trump. I have understood that because um, I've seen Christians on both sides of that question who I, I would both deem legitimate Christians. doesn't mean I think they're right. Um, but I don't think it's a, a salvational issue as far as uh, as far as that goes. However, doesn't mean I agree with them. I've stated my position on here a number of times, but here in Daniel chapter eleven, we got to remember, we got to remember that Trump is not. If you were a pro-Trump individual, and if you're a pro-Biden individual, either way, you got to remember that that Biden and or Trump, they're not your savior. They're not going to save anybody. Trump's Trump being elected doesn't doesn't save us. The the only thing that we have a chance at uh, of of help is is getting God's help. And the only way we're going to get God's help is if we come come into obedience with Him. Now is that is that what we've seen the past four years? After Trump was elected, did we see people? Uh, flock to the churches and droves and then just come back into the faith and did did we see uh, 
you know, the evangelicals and the Protestants and stuff, did we see them say, you know what, we want to keep, we want to keep all the law of God and we want to stop uh, watching all these movies and listening to all this music and all this stuff that is displeasing to him and we want to just get sanctified. That's not what we saw. Now, you got to ask yourself, what kind of leader uh, are people going to have who just simply pay God lip service? And I'm talking about the Christian world right now. People that pay God lip service, uh, and then their actions prove that they do not truly believe in him. I mean, Jesus said it this way. Jesus said, you draw nigh unto me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You can get that from Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. I believe it's verse 8, but it's definitely verse 15. Um, but anyways, what it says, remember we've been talking about the king of the south and the king of the north. Well, this is what it says happens starting in verse 40. This is what happens. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the him there is the king of the north. Now, if you remember, the king of the north is the papacy or, uh, you know, the religious world, if you want. The religious so-called Christian world. And the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. So this, basically what happens, according to prophecy, um, you know, and this specifically started in 1798, but I think even to the end, the principle there can be extracted that even to the end, when you see uh, atheism, when you see communism steal an election like they just did and push at the other side, eventually the king of the north comes back like a whirlwind. You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, we had something called escalation of force. Uh, for those of you who are, have prior military or prior um, um, police training or anything like that, you know what I'm talking about. Escalation of force is, you know, you yell at me, then, you know, I start yelling back at you, essentially. And then if you push me, then I point my gun at you. And if you fire a shot, then I, you know, kill you. Essentially... Any, whatever you do, I do the very next level of, of force against you. That's escalation of force in a nutshell. Now, the left has been upping the escalation of force ante for the last six months, just about, with these movements of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Eventually, with a stolen election to boot, to add on to it, eventually, and you have President Trump saying that I won this election, I won this election. Things like that mobilize people. People are going to mobilize and get back behind him. And folks, we might have some kind of war on our hands soon because the right side can only just sit there and take the punches so long. Eventually, they're forced into action. And that's what I believe the devil wants. That's the game Rome's playing. That's what they want to happen. And it says there in Daniel chapter 11 that when the king of the north finally does decide to act, he comes like a whirlwind. And if uh, I should have probably looked into something about that, but if you look up the word whirlwind, if you want to know what that means specifically, 
it means, uh, I believe Jeremiah talks about it, where he talks about King Nebuchadnezzar coming through and destroying uh, Israel, and, or Judea, actually. He would come like a whirlwind. So, it, it essentially, it means, in other places you can find this too, the Lord's judgment is like a whirlwind. It means utter desolation and destruction. So, eventually, this this cranking back of the left eventually causes the right. We don't know how long and how far that goes because we don't know the future. We can only live for today and praise the Lord. Each and every day, we have an opportunity to get closer with him. And that's really what we should be doing today. We should be loosening ourselves from our material uh, possessions and things like that. If you have 401ks or something, I would seek to liquidate those. Personally, uh, I've never had one because I, I just don't, I don't trust them. And I think a lot of those things are, are going to be uh, gone. And, and, and people might think we're crazy for saying that. But I mean, even Pastor, Pastor Hughes, he had the option when he started his ministry to uh, set aside some for Social Security. But he didn't, he chose not to do that because he didn't believe that there would be a time when there would be a, a retirement plan, so to speak. And it, I think it's actually kind of a miracle that it's taken this long for some of this stuff to really come out. And how many times have God's people had the opportunity, had a shaking going on, where they had the opportunity to wake up and they haven't? Well, all these things, this chaos that we're seeing, it's all part of God's plan. I know that sounds cliche, but he really is. He's in control. He knows what he knows what uh, he needs to do. He knows what the world needs to do. He knows what's best for us. Unfortunately, there was a time when we could have preached the gospel in freedom, and we've had this for years, whether it was Republican or Democratic uh, president, you know, and. Uh, either side, they both do the same things when they get into office. They both find ways to take away our liberties. And uh, we've had years and years of opportunity to spread this message without persecution. And perhaps we're coming upon a time where we're going to have only persecution uh, will be the only way we're, we'll be allowed to spread this message. But just because Biden has won at this time, as you know, there are some there is some information in there uh, about voter fraud, and this election is clearly far from over. Uh, for instance, we have from Project Veritas, and I'm looking at this online right now, from November 6, 2020, update, Pennsylvania-based USPS Whistleblower Richard Hopkins comes forward and agrees to testify. Whistleblower testifies late ballots backdated for November 3rd. Election Day whistleblower. Other employees feel the same. Contacted me. And then there's sort of a swear there. But USPS Richard Hopkins. Other employees feel the same way I do, but they do not want to say anything. They contacted me. And it says here, assigned to general mail facility here agreed today to come forward on the record using his real name he's going to testify about backdating of ballots in erie pennsylvania 
in a battleground state, said James O'Keefe, the founder and CEO of Project Veritas. And this is from their website. Uh, he's scared, said O'Keefe. He's afraid he's going to lose his job. Uh, the Erie, Pennsylvania-based postal uh, service whistleblower is named Richard Hopkins. He said, Hopkins said, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because this is a big deal. Some people at work surmise that he was the one to talk to Project Veritas about the scheme to postmark late ballots with November 3rd, which was election day, he said. I did not wit witness them backdating. I witnessed them talking about backdating, he said. So there's definitely some very strange things going on. And we've we had private citizens that started in, in Michigan, for instance, that they were looking up names of deceased individuals and found that they voted in the election. So there there's some there's some corruption that is that is coming forward, some deep laid corruption. And now if you think that all the things that I'm saying, I'm I'm you know in a shadowy sort of way being pro-Trump. That's not the case at all. Actually, I had a friend today uh, during uh, during the meeting time frame fellowship. Uh, his name, I don't want to say his name uh, because I don't know if he wants me to on the air, but he's come to our church a number of times and, and he showed me a video where in 2005, a Microsoft video game you know, Microsoft, Bill Gates, you know, a Microsoft PC video game called Shattered Union came out. And I have a trailer for that. Interestingly enough, in this video game that was from 2005, a president who is very unpopular seeks his second term. And he loses in the electoral college he loses but there's some issues with the election it's sort of a contested election he takes it to the supreme court wins gets it overturned <laughs> okay gets it overturned and then the country just goes just into dismay everybody starts protesting anarchy enters then the president declares martial law okay uh in this game California secedes, then Texas secedes, and then the president is killed uh, along with some members of Congress by a bomb that goes off. And then Europe basically comes and tries to stabilize the area. Now, obviously, I don't know. I don't even think all that's going to come to pass. However, I think it's very interesting, and I want to play you uh, the trailer to this video game called Shattered Union for the PC done by Microsoft back in 2005 and you can find this on uh, from the the channel quick facts where they wrote 2005 Microsoft video game predicts civil unrest slash martial law after contested election so let's listen following a disputed election and a tie vote the US Congress installs the most unpopular president in US history as David Jefferson Adams becomes the 44th president of the United States. Shortly after the election, increased unrest, rioting, and a growing number of militias have given rise to ever-increasing domestic terrorism. In response, the president invokes the Homeland Security Act 
and declares martial law on the West Coast and other areas of the country. Though highly contested, a Supreme Court ruling sidesteps the electoral process, disqualifying popular presidential candidates from several states. Public outrage explodes when a sham election leads to incumbent David Adams accepting a second term in office. During the 57th Inauguration Day ceremonies, Washington, D.C. is struck by a low-yield nuclear weapon, killing David Adams and most of the U.S. Congress. The destruction of Washington, D.C. effectively breaks the chain of succession, sending the nation into chaos. In an emergency vote, the European Union deploys peacekeepers in the greater D.C. area to secure international interests. With separatist sentiment rising, California's governor declares home rule and secedes from the Union. Texas follows quickly and declares sovereignty, taking neighboring states with them and forming the Republic of Texas. Now, the once United States of America lie in ruin. The time for words has passed and a second American Civil War now erupts as seven factions wage war across the land. They battle one another to reclaim a nation, to restore peace, to rebuild this shattered union. Now at the end there it says, coming fall, 2005 but interesting i don't know if you heard at the end it says uh the shatter uh the the once united states enters into a second civil war that's scary to think about folks but that might be something that is in the pipe coming down we don't know exactly what happens and i don't want to speculate either but I will say this, the Bible's clear, the times won't be easy, they'll be tough in the last days. Ellen White is very clear that she says that we can't even imagine how bad it's going to be. That the scenes of the French Revolution would be returned. Do you guys know what happened in the French Revolution? 40,000 people lost their heads because of really no reason. I mean, just, just if they were accused of something. They burned Bibles in the streets and sang atheistic songs about it. It was a horrible, horrible place to live. And we're going to see that, but on a wider scale here in the United States. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 13 that the, the beast with two horns, which the two horns represent the Christ-likeness of this beast originally, had two horns of a lamb but spake as a dragon. Eventually this, this beast becomes dragon-like, becomes satanic. It becomes a mirror image of the Roman beast. And remember, Rome was a republic once too. But then they turned into a despotic empire. And unfortunately, the same thing is going to happen here. And it's not because there are corrupt leaders. 
There's not be, it's not because people are trying to steal the election. It's because God's people will not turn to him with their full heart. That's why. So we have to endure the fires of persecution in order to be purified. That's what has to happen. On Donald Trump, on his Twitter feed, let me see what it says here. I'm pulling it up now. He says this uh, five hours ago. I won this election by a lot. Georgia continues using same software as Michigan counties also encountered glitch, quote, glitch. Breitbart.com and politics. What a total mess this election has been. Now, when you say stuff like that, when you say, I won this election by a lot, and Biden, people are claiming Biden won, that causes a huge division. And people could very well mobilize behind these two candidates. I mean, we've already seen, we've already seen how violent it could get with BLM and Antifa and the things that are going on there that have gone on for, like I said, the past six months. Who knows what's coming? We don't know. So I really wanted to, to focus on Ezekiel chapter 1. I want to read Ezekiel chapter 1 verses 14 through 20. It says, and the living creatures ran and returned. This is a, a vision that Ezekiel the prophet sees. It says, and the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. Now as I beheld the living creatures, behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of a barrel. And they four had one likeness. And their appearance and their work was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel, or a wheel within a wheel, as we'd say. When they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not when they went. As for their rings, they were so high that they were dreadful. And their rings were full of eyes round about them four. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Whithersoever the spirit was to go, they went. Thither was their spirit to go, and the wheels were lifted up over against them. For the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. Now, essentially what, to summarize, what, what, what Ezekiel is seeing is he's seeing just this chaotic, insane plan going on with these living creatures, and, and he can't figure out what's going on how does this how does this construction work it's got a wheel then it has wheels within the wheel and it has these living creatures around it and when it goes it moves around all over the place well it looks chaotic but there is that wheel within the wheel and god's hand is on that wheel folks you have to remember our savior is jesus christ he is going to make a way for his people to get through to the promised land. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean that we may not be asked to give our lives. It doesn't mean that we're always going to have YouTube 
and Spotify and all these other things as an option. Those things may go away, and they probably they will go away at some point. I'm sure of it. They will. But we have to remember that God is in control. He has a plan. And the more we see the earth and the world tear itself apart, you see these men who are planning all these things. And if you talk to Pastor Hughes about it, he, he, he had some very insightful things I was talking about it today. He thinks all this is planned by both sides. That all this is designed to push people to the right so that they can bring in a Sunday law. And it's working that way. You have that hashtag walk away movement where people are leaving the Democratic Party. When you see the numbers, there's just no way that as many votes went to Biden as they did. It just doesn't make any sense from what we actually saw. And then what you see, for instance, in the House of Representatives, where they picked up something like 14 seats, where originally the the Democratic Party was supposed to pick up six seats. That's a 20 point, that's a 20 chair uh, difference the other in the other direction of what was supposed to be expected. So we did see a red wave happen. We did. And now we see a contested election, a stolen election. If, if Biden wins, it's a stolen election. And if, uh, if Trump had won, who knows what would have happened. But now, the way things are going now, all bets are off as to as to what really what what to be expected but i think it's interesting that that game predicts another civil war and it predicted a contested election as being the cause of that and we see that the the united states of america is ripe for this sort of thing because people have hate and murder in their hearts they really do and that's why this message is so important to get out to people I have a quote here from uh, manuscript chapter 13 from 1898 um, says this God is acquainted with every man could our eyes be opened, we would see the eternal justice is at work in our world a powerful influence not under man's control is working Man may fancy that he is directing matters, but there is a higher than human influences at work. The servants of God know that he is working to counteract Satan's plans. Those who do not, those who know not God cannot comprehend his movements. There is at work a wheel within a wheel. Apparently, the complication of machinery is so intricate that man can see only a complete entanglement. But the divine hand, as seen by the prophet Ezekiel, is placed upon the wheels, and every part moves in complete harmony, each doing its specified work, yet with individual freedom of action. So, Ezekiel, he sees this insane chaos going on, just as we do now. And it's not a time to murmur. It's not a time to be faithless. It's a time to be happy. It's a time to be joyful and to trust in God and to think that 
Someone like the Apostle Peter or the Apostle Paul would trade places with us in a second to be living in the days that we're living. Folks, we have the privilege of living in the days that we will probably see Jesus come in a very, very short time. That should bring joy to our hearts. Now, there's going to be a lot of pain in between that. As I said, Mrs. White says we can't even imagine what it's going to be like, how bad it is. And that scares me because I can imagine quite a bit as far as that goes. I have a military background, and I can imagine quite a bit. But for the Holy Spirit to tell me, no, you can't, that is something that is scary, but it's not something we should dwell on. We should be focused on the amazing things that are happening in the sense of prophecy, that we are nearing the close of probation. We need to get our acts together. We need to start getting this message out like we never have before. We need to take hold of Christ. We need to be on our knees every morning, begging him. If, we drink, if we're drinking things we know we shouldn't be drinking, whether it's alcohol or caffeine or other hurtful things, we should give those things up. If we're eating things we know we're not supposed to be, if we're being gluttons, we need to give those things up. Any sin, any deviation, any unchristian character trait that is in our lives, that is our work to do. That is our work, and we have a short time to do it. So folks, keep the faith. Right now is the time to keep the faith. Don't murmur against God. Don't be upset. Don't be sad. But be ready and get ready because our time is short. I'm Cody Moore and you've been listening to Truth Triumphant Radio.